Hey everybody, thank you for joining Let's Elaborate on It. And tonight I have a co-host with me by the name of Brian Jackson. Uh, So I just want to thank Brian for joining the show. And also I want to thank those of you who responded on what the title should be that we discussed tonight. So uh, we chose to go with a topic that Mitchell uh, gave us, which is healing doesn't mean the damage never existed. It means the damage no longer controls your life. So uh, we thought this topic was pretty good because the both of us have dealt with lots of damage in our lives as well as now dealing with healing uh, because of it. So it really worked out, not to mention that just in our relationship, we've dealt with a lot of this as well. So it was definitely a topic that we felt we could elaborate on. So just a background story, um, Brian and I have known each other since we were about 12, 13 years old. Uh, we've been best friends since, um, that age, um, throughout the years, we've watched each other grow up and we now have a daughter who is three years old by the name of Nyla. And we're now learning what it's like to parent with each other. So it's definitely been a process for us. Uh, we've dealt with a lot of damage, if you will, as well as, uh, you know, falling in love with each other, falling out of love healing process. So this uh, was a wonderful topic for us to go into depth and try to discuss uh, certain things that you guys have for us, certain questions you guys have for us. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, Brian, why did you decide to join? (laughs) Ryan's looking at me with the depth stare. Uh, Why did you decide to come on Let's Elaborate on it? Aside from the fact that I had to pull teeth and beg you to join me, why are you here? I'm I'm here to support you. Okay. Here to support you, sweetie. And uh, I don't want to sleep on the couch. Shut up. All right. So, Brian is a man of little words. So, if we get anything out of him today, we have got to be grateful because just like many of you men out there, his communication skills are absolutely poor. So I am very grateful for you being here. So uh, the first thing I want to know is, what is the most vivid memory you have of being hurt? Uh, I would have to say the most vivid memory of being hurt was when my parents separated. You know, I was 13 years old. Um, I can remember my mom crying, being angry. My dad crying, trying to explain the situation and me my old and my younger brother at that time and him, you know, embracing us and telling us it was going to be all right. And um, even though my older brother, that's not his biological father, I remember him looking into his eyes and saying, no matter what, you'll always be my son. And that right there was one of the, one of the most pivotal moments in my life because, you know, at, this, at that point, I, I just never thought that it would happen to me that my parents would get separated but, um, you know, you learn, you grow from it, and uh, I'm a better man because of it. I've seen what they went through. It, everything's a learning experience. Okay, so just out of curiosity, because um, I didn't grow up with my parents being together. So my thing is, although they separated, they're still your parents, right? So. Yes. I guess the separation was more so something that they dealt with. Mm-hmm. Uh, what caused it to directly affect you? What what made things different for you as far as them still being your parents, but they're now not together? 
Well, for one thing, they didn't live in the same house anymore. Um, I had to travel to see my dad. It it was just a, a kind of a hectic situation because I had to split up time between, you know, spending with my father and then wanting to be a kid at that age, but also not wanting to make my father feel bad if I didn't want to spend time with him. So it was kind of... um kind of fell on me at an early age that you have to be be mindful and be conscious of of everyone around you you have to be considerate to everyone involved in a certain situation one is you know delicate as that one is or was rather right it's crazy because uh you don't think about that too much like when the parents separate i never thought that what the kids are worried about is whether they're properly dividing their time between their parents. I thought more so the hurt would stem from the relationship not working, but that just goes to show how deep something like a separation runs. It's beyond just not being in the same household. There's so many aspects to it that can really hurt. So was the healing process hard? I know you said that your dad speaking to your brother was is a pivotal moment and it was kind of tough to hear because even though that's always going to be his father, them not being in the same house, their relationship may be strained. Was the healing process hard for you? Yes, the healing process was hard for me. I remember going to visit my dad on weekends and um, just not, just not it, it never really felt like home afterwards. Even my parents, I don't fault them at all. You know, different people have their differences. You have to go your separate ways. I understand that now. Being a grown man myself, I understand that. But it was just hard, you know, because you want your dad around with you. You want your mom around with you. You want them both around in the same setting. But you can't always have it. So, you know, it, it definitely was a tough healing process. But I think all in all, I turned out pretty good. I turned well, out awesome. <laughs> so they say uh, people use defense mechanisms to try to avoid getting hurt. Have you ever had a defense mechanism you've used as damage control, so to speak? Oh, yes. Um, you should know more than anyone. My defense mechanism is I shut down. I shut down and I, sh- and I shut people out. And I'm very good at it. I'm very good at, at walking away. And I'm very good at never looking back. Is that is that something that has worked for you, or it's it's something that has worked for me in a sense of I feel better, but when shutting down and shutting people out, you neglect anyone else's feelings. You don't pay attention to anyone else around you that might get hurt in that process. And 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 that and that um sort of I guess context or instance. You kind of look at yourself as the bad guy, which I have done a lot. Sure, so. I'll say firsthand from dealing with that, that could be really tough because I understand like it's easier for you to shut a person out. But when you do shut other people out, it leaves them questioning whether uh, they were worth anything. Uh, it leaves them questioning whether uh, they were the reason for your pain. You know, sometimes when you shut people out, and they are not the cause for your pain, it almost seems like you're ungrateful for them. Mm. So um, 
you say that helped with your healing well is that defense mechanism something that helped with your healing process or did it because to me it seems like using that defense mechanism will only prolong the process of healing because you're not really dealing with the problem no it didn't help with my, my healing process at all it just made it it just it just allowed me to to, to cope with it I, I don't think I, I healed at all using that defense mechanism or when I did, I was healing at all. It just allowed me to cope with what I was going through and to deal with the uh, the, the struggles or whatever um, whatever emotional, you know, stress I was going through. It, but all in all, it didn't, it didn't help me heal. And I'm learning now, you know, mostly in part to you that, you know, I, I have to, I got to do better. I got to be better. And that I got to, I got to communicate more. Like shutting people out is not conducive to anything long-term. Right. It's more like a temporary fix. You're trying to like out of sight, out of mind. Like if I don't think about it, it's not happening. But then long-term when it is something that is like a real productive thing in your life, where it's like, for example, your parents, they're not together. So you could have tried your best for it to be out of sight, out of mind, done kid things and stuff like that. But then when the time rolls around where you have to be with your mom or your dad, you start to feel the strain of, well, damn, we're not in the same household and I don't really have a choice. So now you're dragged to do things that you don't really want to do because reality hits you. Because regardless of whether you try to hide from reality, reality is what it is and it will hit you one way or another. Mm-hmm. Now, have you hurt anybody? And if so, how? Like, of course, you've hurt somebody. We all hurt people in an instance. But uh, is there something specific that you've done to someone that you know for a fact was intentional, intentionally hurting them? Well, I know I've, I've heard I've heard a lot of people. And it's, it's not something I'm proud of. And without, without going into too many specifics, I know... Uh, let's just say I, I know I've I know I've hurt people. I'm not proud of you know a lot of the things I've done, but I think you know learning at at this t- point in my life is I'm, I'm getting an understanding of of what I did, the type of person I was, and I'm I'm just really starting to see that it wasn't okay the things I did, especially you know you and I we went through a lot. And I've hurt you in ways that I look back on now and I can't even, sometimes I can't even look at myself like, damn, you, you really did that. And I'm I'm not proud of any of it, but I'm just trying to move forward. Right. Uh, something, uh, another reason why I felt like this topic was great for us is because, hold on one second, guys, Nihilus. <laughs> Nyla and Navay just had took a shower, so we had a moment. So just a second. Go ahead, Nyla. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Nyla's three years old, you guys, and she is just as stubborn as they come, and she is strong-willed. And we tell her left, and she says right, and we tell her no, and she says yes. So right now, uh, Brian is trying to get her to go in the room and put her lotion on. Just a second here. All right, so uh, I just thought this topic was so, like, so good for us, and it was imperative for us to talk about it because we have so much experience in both, like, um, I guess in having damage in our lives as well as in healing now because we're still in the process. 
But uh, I say it's imperative to talk about because I truly believe that when you go through certain experiences, it's your job to minister to other people how to get through them, especially when you've overcome them. So, you know, when Brian talks about like he's done a lot of things to hurt me, I don't want to touch basis on that to say, oh, yeah, I told you so. Or you've done this. So we got to talk about it and put it on blast. It's more so like it's comfortable to talk about it because it's something that not only have we overcame, but we're in the process of like there's things that I've gotten over that he's done and I've done to him and vice versa. But we're also in the process. And when you're in the process, it's such a feeling of healing. Um, so it, it just matches up like we've dealt with so much damage in our relationship and not just our like love lives, but also in our friendship. And um so, like I said, we've known each other since we were like 12, 13 years old. So, we're talking 15 years. And in 15 years, we've been through it all. We've been through the ups and we've been through the downs. And it's been difficult because when you grow with somebody, um, you tend to make a lot of mistakes with one another. And sometimes you hurt each other in ways that you don't intend to do. And sometimes it is intentional because, like Brian said, you can use defense mechanisms like trying to push the other person out or um that's his defense mechanism my defense mechanism is kind of like when I feel like I'm backed into a corner or if I feel like somebody's trying to play me um turn into an animal shut up I did I was not gonna say that (laughs) um I'm very abrasive I can become very abrasive very aggressive um you know, I learned from a very young age that when I feel intimidated by something to to have an attitude, be angry, show that I'm, you know, this strong, tough woman that sometimes it comes off as like I don't care about somebody. It comes off to be rude or just plain old nasty. And I'm learning now from experience that it's not OK to do that. I no longer want to belittle people that I love to make myself feel better. So. Um, not only has he hurt me, but I've hurt him. So it goes both ways. Um, and I would say recently we've done tons of healing together. Um, what would you say was the most important steps we took to overcome the damage we've experienced? The most important thing, I think we just reestablished, uh, communication with one another. And, uh, we let down all barriers and all walls and, really got comfortable with one another again and we're able to talk about stuff and not in such a an aggressive manner like if there's a disagreement you know we might we might yell for a little bit which is completely normal y'all i know a lot of people think you're not supposed to argue it's completely normal to argue Oh, let me tell y'all, Brian used to think yeah, if you argue, listen, Brian used to verbatim say, if we argue, we must not be meant to be. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, we are not the same person. We right. are going to have opposing opinions, not to mention that him and I are both like alpha people. Like, he's an alpha male, but I'm an alpha female. Like, I'm There's not no going to. Yes, it is. Female. Listen, I made that up because <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm not going to back down because you have something to say. Like, Brian is the type of person that if he thinks something is right, listen, he knows all. Why is there no such thing as alpha female? What does alpha male mean? Alpha male means you, you lead up the pack. Yes, I lead the freaking pack, too. No, there's only alpha females with raptors. Sidebar, yeah, I know a lot about animals. Listen. There's only an alpha female with raptors and hyenas. 
In the rest of the animal kingdom, it's nothing but alpha males. Okay, we ain't talk about that uh, animal kingdom. All right, listen. I am the matriarch to this family, and it was very hard for Brian to see that, to seize that, and to just fall back and leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? So now, we've really come to a point where it's like, uh, first off, let me just tell you where we were at. We were in a situation where communication was not possible. We never communicated about, uh, well, let me not say we never communicated, but we were at a point where, you know, um, things went fast. We finally got together after years of chasing one another, wanting one another. We had a child together. Um, we never had the opportunity of really having each other without having children. So when I, you know, when I got with Brian, he already had a daughter. So we've always had to be parents, like right off the bat. And quickly and suddenly we lost our friendship in that because communi- we lacked communication. Like we stopped talking about things. We lacked uh, spice. Uh, one of the biggest things is we didn't really know how to create time for one another like we were parents during the day and then when the night hit we were tired or we didn't really know what to talk about so we chose not to talk and not to communicate we chose not to build our relationship and then when things got tough and we were thrown like curveballs and we had to deal with unforeseen circumstances we went from being the best of friends where every situation he's dealt with I was the one that he confided into I'm going through this tough time and I don't even want to talk to you uh so I would say that was one of the toughest things that we've dealt with in our relationship where I've watched him go through one of the toughest things in his life and I was not somebody that he wanted to confide in and that was that was severely tough because it affected our relationship it affected our family i mean it really destructed the any type of bond that we had so we went from being the best of friends to being in a relationship to uh being chosen enemies to one another so that hurt um i think definitely communication was one of the most important steps but um before communication i think the biggest step that we took was taking accountability uh i think that we had to stop and take accountability for the ways that we hurt each other and for things that we did wrong because without accountability we would have never known what not to do uh so how about you brian do you believe damage could truly control one's life and if so how yes yes i do because it has an adverse effect on how you behave with you know with yourself as well as well as with other people um certain damages can cause you to be uh you can isolate yourself from people cause you to be irate um it's no telling what what it can cause you what it can cause you to do uh not really addressing damages that you've dealt (coughs) with or that you're dealing with currently you know that happened in the past is it's 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 really no um it's really no cap to to what you can what you what you can and what you will deal with if you leave uh any damage or any hurt unchecked within yourself would you say your parents divorce was uh a damage that you didn't take care of or handle um yes i will i i, I definitely will um i i didn't deal with it the right way i kind of shut down and just pretended like everything was normal when deep down the side, I knew it wasn't, and I felt it wasn't. 
Okay, so if you could go back in time and do things differently, what would you have done during that time of your parents getting a divorce or separating to kind of heal you? Um, instead of just acting like things are normal, I would have, you know, searched for more answers. You know, maybe sat down and talked with my mom, talked with my dad, and, and understand what really happened and what really transpired to cause them to want to go their separate ways. And then maybe I would have got a more of an understanding as to why it happened, as to, you know, why it couldn't be avoided. And then, you know, as time progressed, you know, when my mother you know, remarried and stuff, and and my father, you know, he, he himself moved on, I wouldn't be so, you know, so hesitant to get to know the other party involved. Um, so I like that you bring that up, because I'm curious, do you feel, because I grew up in a household where it was always like, kind of like kids had to stay in a, in a kid's place, um, you know, we didn't really have too many sit downs where we where the adults inquired about how we felt or um, it, it wasn't so much. We weren't given the liberty to really express how we felt about adult situations. Do you feel like that's a situation where the children should be involved and communication uh, should be had not only with the adult parties, but the children involved as well? Uh, yes. Yes, I, I do believe that, that children should be involved to a certain extent in matters that are going to adversely affect them because stuff that you're going through as an adult is going to trickle down. It's going to affect the kids, you know, however minute it, it might seem to you. It might be a, a, a epic, you know, a epic. Uh, stop, baby. <laughs> it might be something. Hold on, baby. Hold on. Shh. It might be something epic to them. Yeah, go get an icy. Go turn away. Go. Yeah, go in the way. Go get an icy, mama. We gotta bribe her. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, it might be something epic to a child. So, it it is important to to keep a child involved to let them know what's what's going on at at all times and to have an open line of communication and for it to be all right for a child to express his or herself. That's, you know, very important because growing up in a household where you're not allowed to express yourself or see an expression as you overstepping your, your boundaries or your liberties as a child, that can really be detrimental to your growth. Right. So, um, so seeing as you've been through, hold on one second. Seeing as you've been through uh, a lot of situations where you required healing, uh, what, would or, what word of advice would you give to someone who's in need of healing right now? Uh, the main thing I would say is that don't shut down, don't shut anyone out. And if you feel like you need help, get some help. Don't think that you can just do it on your own. Or don't think that because you you do it on your own, you're stronger. Or that if you do need help, you're weaker. Um, Daddy, hand me that Nyla, please, baby. Um, one thing that I will say, um, we've really been through a tough time. Uh, especially in the last year and a half, I guess. Or maybe the last year, I would say. We've been through a pretty tough time. And the hardest thing for me is uh, 
seeing ones that you love need help and not seek it. So, of course, the first step in that is taking accountability, like admitting that you have a problem. But there's a lot of people who are going through something and do not feel like they need help. So what I will say is if you are in a position where you are constantly relying on something that's toxic, uh, whether it's, you know, shutting people out, lack of communication, sitting in a dark place, wanting to be alone, drinking, smoking, uh, hanging with the wrong people. If you are resorting to doing toxic things to fill a void that you have, uh, you need to seek help in a positive way. Uh, I think that's how you can determine whether you need help or if you're in a dark place. You It shouldn't take toxicity um, to make you happy. You know what I mean? You shouldn't rely on negative things to make you happy. You want to lean on positivity so that, you know, you could shine a light on other people. And if all you're doing is dimming the light in other people to make you feel better, then you definitely have a problem and you certainly should seek help. So can you tell me a time in your life where you felt the damage controlled you? Um, yes, uh, let's go back to about two years ago when I had uh, my accident. Felt like when I was going through that depression, I kind of lashed out and took it out on everyone else around me. And it just wasn't just wasn't the right thing to do. So instead of seeking help, I just felt that I could deal with it on my own and which I, I couldn't. And it should have I should have realized it a lot sooner than I did that I couldn't deal with it on my own and I should have seeked out help. But for that two year span, the damage it very well did control my life. I was, you know, going through a depression, I was shut out, I was shut in. I acted normal around everyone else, but you know, when I got home it was just I need to be left alone. I, I need to be uh, unbothered. I need for everything to go perfectly when I'm in this house, when I'm in my sanctuary, my domain, or else I feel like everything else is crumbling around me. And it can, yeah, it controlled me. And it caused behaviors and actions that I'm not, I'm not proud of. It caused me to act like somebody that I, I I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. See, and that's tough to talk about because, um, you know, I created this podcast to talk about controversial issues, but I also want to shine light on things that people tend to uh, stray away from. People don't really want to shine light on or don't want to have any type of focus on because they're either intimidated by it or because they're worried about what society thinks. And I feel like depression is something that people don't really take seriously. Or uh, sometimes we could be in a depression and not really know that we're there because we've never dealt with it firsthand. Did you know that you were depressed during that time or was it something that you just didn't want to focus on? Not in a clinical sense. I didn't know I was depressed. You know, I knew I wasn't all right, but I didn't think I was depressed. I just thought that these were the emotions that I was going through and that it was normal. And that in time, you know, everything would repair itself. Everything would heal itself. And if it didn't, then I would just have to work harder so that it did. 
Okay. So can one cause issues in their own life if they choose not to heal from past damage? Definitely. You can always cause issues and damage in your own life. If you if you don't move forward progressively and you, you carry a weight on your shoulders, it's going to start to show. It's going to start to affect everything you do from the mundane to the extravagant. doesn't matter. If you, if you put your time and you put your effort into it, but you're not all there or you're, you're not all right, and that, in that particular instance is going to start to show. And it just gets harder and harder. So what's your opinion on letting someone who... Oh, so what's your opinion on letting someone who has hurt you in the past back into your life? Uh, my opinion on that is that you you can you can forgive, but you don't. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean you have to forget. But that doesn't that also doesn't mean you should hold a grudge against somebody forever. I feel like if somebody's wronged you, and they they see the error in their ways. And if you've come to an understanding where it can't happen again and it shouldn't happen again and you guys are on a common ground where you can respect each other mutually, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to let somebody back into your life because life is too short for people to be holding grudges against one another. You know, it took a long time for me to understand that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, hold, you shouldn't hold a grudge against somebody. You shouldn't be mad at somebody because they've wronged you. That that makes you that makes you worse than them if you're gonna hold on to something. You can't you can't you can't preach away a life and then not live it yourself. Because mm. all everybody always say uh, talks about how they they want forgiveness or you try to take a situation and say oh it wasn't that bad I understand why they I don't understand why they're so mad I don't understand why they don't talk to me anymore but then if it happens to you you're gonna you're going to do the same thing that you're condemning. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's hypocritical. Right. So, uh, as far as my opinion on letting somebody back into your life, I think that you really have to reevaluate the situation, uh, weigh out the pros and the cons. But, see, the toughest thing for me is that a lot of people let individuals back in their life who never take accountability for the, the wrong that they've done to people. So, for example, you let someone in your life who never blatantly admitted that they hurt you. When you do that, uh, you put yourself in the crossfire again uh, for dealing with the same things that they've already wronged you with because they've never taken accountability. But like Brian said, if, if you guys could be on a common ground, if... Both parties could take accountability for the hurt that they've experienced. If there's an open line of communication, um, you don't have to forget, but you can absolutely forgive. And when you do let somebody back in your life who has hurt you, you can't allow them back with an ultimatum of, okay, you're going to do this, but I don't want you talking to this person or that person. It's more so like if you're willing to let that person back in your life after wronging you, you kind of have to give them a whole new slate. Um, and I know that's tough, but it's never going to work if every time something that reminds you of something that you went through in the past, you bring up old situations. You can't bring old situations into 
a new life and expect for things not to give you, you know, for you not to have the same outcome. So, Brian, where do you stand with the hurt you've experienced in your life now? Um, now I'm at a point where I'm accepting, you know, every bit of hurt that I've went through. I'm understanding and um, I'm learning that it's, it's made me into a, a better person. That it's all about growth in the end. Like you, you go through things, but in the same instance, you learn, you grow from them, and you don't make the same mistakes. You should never handle the same situation twice, especially if it's a negative outcome. So it's, it's all about learning. You're, you're never too old to learn, and you can never stop learning. So just continue, continue to grow. All right, guys. So healing doesn't mean the damage never existed. It means the damage no longer controls your life. What does that mean to you? That means that you can be hurt and you can you can assess it. You can evaluate it. You can you can uh, and you, you can process it. And ultimately, you can find a way to heal yourself from it. But it also means that. Some people can hold on to it and you can feed off that negativity. And in turn, you could start spreading negativity around to, to, you know, to to unsuspecting people. You know, it could be your daughter, it could be your loved one, it could be anybody. But you can't, if you let it take control, then ultimately it's a loss. Because you n- you never want to let the damage take control of your life. You want to always have control of your life. And you, you want to make the decisions for yourself. You don't want to let that inhibit what decisions you're going to make. Or how you're going to treat somebody. How you're going to act. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for joining us. I feel like I got more out of you than I have in the 15 years that I've known you. So, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Everybody. Um, all of this for you guys. So in closing, just one more thing. Tell us a bit about what you're working on and what the audience has to look forward to from you. I'm working on, um, well, constantly I'm working on artwork. You can look for me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, uh, Black Da Vinci. Uh, paint, paintings coming coming your way very soon. You know, I've been just begin. I've just been getting uh, reacclimated with being home. But the brush is not too far away. I got, <laughs> I got my art studio, and I got my inspiration all around me, twenty four seven. That's you and my babies. So, you know, fresh artwork coming your way, people. Stay tuned. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Let's Elaborate on it. I know it was a little bit long, but we definitely wanted to give you all types of feedback on this topic. So we're going to do things a little bit differently. If you guys have any further questions for us, please leave them below. We'd be more than happy to respond. Also, let's elaborate on some of the things that we've discussed. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Have a great night.